welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. We're creepy, we're kooky, mysterious, and spooky. We're all together, ooky. It's Kids First Coming Attractions. Happy Halloween, everybody. We have a spooktacular show for you today. We're going to be talking about the films Transformers, Shopkins, World Vacation, Goodbye, Christopher Robin, The Little Wolf's Book of Badness, and even scarier, ABC Monster, starring B W X Y and Z. Let's get right into the show, because I'm sure all of you want to get to your wonderful night of romping through the neighborhoods, getting as many treats as possible. We're going to first start the show with Imani on Transformers, The Last Night. Thank you so much, Imani, for being on the show. Thank you for having me. So, Transformers Last Night, it's been out for a while. I believe it's coming out on DVD very soon. So, tell us a bit about what you enjoyed about this film. Um, I really enjoyed the scenes, the cast. I liked how there was comedy incorporated into the film and how amazing it was and the computer technology. And I just think all teenagers and adults will definitely love this movie and want to watch it over and over again. Now, um, this film is out on DVD now, so if you want to go check it out, please do. Now, this is the, I'm losing track, fifth Transformers film, am I correct? I believe so. Yeah, it's the fifth Transformers film, and he's Michael Bay is still planning on making more. So, uh, the, are you aware of, have you seen the other Transformers films? The first question. Yes, I have. I'm a really hardcore Transformers fan, and I just love watching them ever since I was little it's i really enjoy watching them they're really energetic and really fun to watch i remember when i saw the first transformers film it was like that was that was one of the my first ever like big action movies watching in the big in the theater it was just such a cool film but i gotta be honest it's it feels like they've been kind of dragging this series on for a long time now because this is this like the fifth one out and it's just like what more do we need to tell so Care to enlighten me about The Last Night and what this film offers differently than the other films don't offer? I completely understand where you're coming from, apart from, like, you know, the actors changing and stuff. But Transformers The Last Night, I really enjoyed it. It was pretty good. So basically, the Autobots and Decepticons and humans are all at war once again. And Optimus Prime is still gone because he went to go meet his creator. And basically... Saving the future is what is the main goal. And it's engulfed with a lot of secrets that based on Transformers history. And then Cade Yeager, played by Mark Wahlberg, and an Oxford professor named, played by Laura Hadnock. And they're trying to fight the Decepticons and the evil creator to stop and save the world. So besides the plot and the new actors that are in here, even though we have Mark Wahlberg returning, what does this film provide like story-wise that is this more that's different than the other films? I guess I guess it would have to be how the humans like and the Autobots are actually this is like it's mostly based on how they're fighting to get I know they were fighting before, but this one it's more like they're now fighting against the creator, which Optimus really, you know, admires. And we thought, I mean, I thought at least the creator was somewhat good and like not, 
I guess, against all of the Autobots. But in reality, that's not the problem here. It's the problem is that the creator is actually the bad one and she's causing all this chaos that's happening down on Earth. And it's it's confusing on how to know who's on what side now. Interesting. So we get some more backstory about the origins of the Autobots. So that's, that's yeah. actually interesting. Now, of course, what makes these films enjoyable is the action and special effects. What do you think about them? And have they, have they improved? I think they are awesome and magnific- magnificent. I really enjoy them. It just seems like it's coming to life. And especially if you see it in 3D, it's just so cool. Like everything's popping out at you. I just feel like it's so real. Like it's just really cool. And I really applaud the, the editors for doing this. It's just so cool how this is able to happen now. And it, I just really enjoyed watching it. It's it's really cool. Yeah, I, it's pretty much a guilty pleasure. No matter how much I say like, oh, I'm not going to see a Transformers film. I end up seeing it because it's, <laughs> the action is just, it really tugs on that adolescent heartstring of just things blowing up and robots fighting each other. It's just, how can you stay away? And now we got robotic dragons too, which is not a spoiler, but it's, it's just so many things, but you can buy them on as a toy. So what would you say about the actors in this film, especially since we got some new actors and Mark Wahlberg makes back, makes another appearance and Stanley Chuchi makes another appearance, but we got some new ones in here. Yeah. I think the new actors, they're really, they're really well incorporated. I really applaud them for joining this movie and I think they fit in really well. Like it wasn't, it wasn't too confusing in a way. I guess there were some parts where I was a little confused at who was who and what was happening. But I think overall they did a wonderful job acting and playing a part in the film. Definitely. You even got Anthony Hopkins, who no matter what, he is just amazing. One of my favorite actors of all time. He's just spectacular. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley. And we're going to continue the show talking about Thor Ragnarok, Shopkins, World Vacation, Goodbye, Christopher Robin, and also this show is sponsored by ABC Monsters, starring VWXY and Z. We're going to continue our conversation with Imani about Transformers the last night. So, Imani, Michael Bay has said he's going to make more of these. What direction do you feel like he's going to take with this? Because wh- where we've learned the origins of the Transformers. What more do we need to know? I'm honestly not... Sure. Like, I wasn't sure that he was going to make another one. I thought this was going to be the last one. But hearing this, I'm really excited to, like, see what he does and how he um, transfers this last movie to the next one. I think he might go in the direction where the humans and the Autobots and Decepticons are all on the same world now. And they share the same world and how they're going to react to one another and get to know one each other more. I think that he'll probably incorporate something there and then they'll have to all learn to fight together again like they did in this movie in a way so i think that's the direction i'll probably go in hopefully we can only hope um yeah it's interesting i believe it's gonna be like a bumblebee spinoff film yeah i think so too and then it's gonna make another one in 2019 so uh they haven't made much plans but it's, it's in the works so this we'll see what happens there now uh tell us a bit about Someone like, what is your favorite action scene in this film? I really enjoyed all the scenes, but I guess towards the end, in a way, like, I just, I guess it's how they all meet the creator, the humans and 
the Autobots. And I just like how they all come up together and they try to fight against her to see what happens. And they see the bad side of Optimus Prime, which is really cool in a way because you wouldn't expect him to turn. But I think that would have to be my favorite part because of the, like, you know, suspense and dramatics and the technology, everything like that. Now, speaking as a Transformers fan, um, besides the special effects and just the pure action of it, why do you feel like people enjoy and keep asking for more of these Transformer films? I think it's because, you know, back, like, people love to watch the show when it was a show at first, and they just hardcore fans, like, they know the truth about Transformers and want to know more and see what the future generation now can, like, come up with and how they portray the Transformers and what other people will think about it too and how they'll make a different spinoff and what's different about it. I guess in a way comparing it and seeing is that the real Transformers that I used to watch when I was younger. And why do you specifically uh, just enjoy the Transformer movies? I honestly like it because of the special effects and I love the storylines at how they're so you know, cool and fun and action-packed. I always love action-packed movies. And I just really enjoy how this series is just so, you know, fun and interactive. And it's just really fun. And I really like it a lot. Well, I just know every time I just want to see a good action film, I just, I think, you know what? I just want to watch things blow up. Let's put on (laughs) a Michael Bay Transformers film. And he delivers. He delivers exactly what he sets out to go, and you got to admire the guy for that. Thank you so much, Imani, for talking about Transformers last night. And can you quickly talk, give us how many stars would you give this film, and what do you say is the age recommendation? Um, I would give this film four out of five stars for its awesome cast and special effects and the scenes. And I also love the overall message of the film, which is to be united as one. And I would have to say um, that teens like 13 and up should go and see this movie because of some of the um words that are said in that some younger viewers might not be able to handle that or the scenes but i definitely encourage all teenagers and adults to see this entertaining and thrilling movie wonderful thank you so much imani for talking about transformers last night it's been a pleasure you too thank you this film is on DVD now, so please go check it out and maybe check out those wonderful special features of how they make movie magic. With that said, let's take a break. I'm your host, Kiva Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by ABC Marxists, starring B, W, X, Y, and Z. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? 
Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hello and welcome back to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kiefer Blakesling. And we just got done talking about Transformers the last night. We're going to continue the show talking about Goodbye, Christopher Robin. And also, Little Wolf's Book of Badness and ABC Monsters starring VWXYZ. Uh, right now, we're going to be talking to Samantha about Shopkins. Thank you very much, Samantha, for talk- being on the show. Thank you for having me. So, Shopkins World Vacation. Tell us a little- First of all, tell us about what this is and what you thought of it. So I really enjoyed the film. Originally, when I was going to see it, I didn't know what Chopkins were, but I always saw the plush in the stores. So it gave me a little background before seeing the films. There's basically a bunch of characters. There are bananas and strawberries and characters that resemble candy, and there really are a wide variety of characters, which I thought was really interesting. And one of the main characters, her name is Cookie Cookie, and he's this giant cookie. And he wins a trip to anywhere in the world. And she's shocked because she doesn't know that she's going to, you know, end up going to one of these places that she's never been before. So she works with her friends and they decide that they want to go to London and they end up meeting Royal Crown Jewels. But then they have so many obstacles that they face. They get caught in a diamond heist and Cookie Cookie gets caught in this new fashion trend by a famous designer whose name is Macy Macaron. So the Chopkins must do everything that they can to make sure that there's no havoc among the city. And there were just so many obstacles and twists and turns. And it really was very interesting for me to watch. Well, it sounds like an absolutely adorable movie. So uh, what did you say is you enjoyed the most from this movie? What I enjoyed the most? Well, I really enjoyed the characters were very unique and the animation was great. There was this character, Buncho Bananas, which was my favorite character and the reason why he was my favorite is because he was very very funny like in one of the scenes they find out they're going to London so he says he wants to cause an international crisis and it was really funny because we all have that one friend who just loves living life on the edge and loves saying these remarks that are just really funny so I just like that the banana is very just very optimistic very funny and it really made me relate to it made me relate to him and all of the other friends that I have in real life. So it was really great to see characters that are so different. Well, it sounds like this show, as a scientist, it's not the show, the movie has quite a diverse bunch of characters. What would you say? You should, so you were saying the banana is your favorite character? Yes. Now, uh, what would you say is, um, describe the animation to me, and what do you enjoy most about the animation? Well, I really enjoyed how the animation, it was very just eye-appealing because you know it is about the the movie is about characters and their food and it made me really hungry because these characters are just really cute they have these big eyes and you know I actually never really liked bananas but then after seeing one of the characters just it sounds weird for me to say this but just seeing 
bananas and how lively the character was, it made me, you know, want to try bananas again because, you know, it's just, I thought it was really unique how they found a way to incorporate all kinds of food into a movie, which really makes it interesting for viewers because who doesn't love food? That's one thing I think is fun in movies. I mean, I do have a list, it's weird, of movies that make me hungry. So that whenever I like, I grab like a, I have something, like I make a good like snack, I like put on a movie and like, say this movie is a good thing to watch while I'm eating like Julie and Julia or like Hunter Journey, movies about food. And there's another movie about food that just make you hungry. Um, so yeah, what do you feel like this movie is set out to teach kids? You know, that's very interesting. I would say it's a very traditional message, which is to always stick together with your friends because Cookie Cookie goes through so many obstacles, and no matter what, they always stay together. Cookie Cookie has a great support system because her friends are always there for her. They never want to let anything happen to her, and they'll do as much as they can to try and make sure everything's okay. So what would you say is the age range for this? I would say the age range would be 6 to 12 because... You know, it is meant for younger kids, but it's also a great family-friendly film because if you and your parents sit down and watch it, it'll really give you a good laugh. Wonderful. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keepa Blakesley. We're going to continue the show talking about The Wolf's Book of Badness, ABC Monsters, starring VWXY and Z, and Goodbye, Christopher Robin. We're going to continue talking to Samantha about Shopkins, World Vacation. So, Samantha, what would you say is like the audience for this for this film like who do you feel like would enjoy this film the most you know I really think that just I really thought I really think that people who are just open to seeing it you know that aren't it really doesn't have to be for younger kids I mean I'm 17 and the show is a really it is meant for little kids but just somebody who really wants to have a like I said a good laugh because you know there's so much adventure and you're never too old for adventure and it really, anybody can watch it, but younger kids might enjoy it just a little more because once you get a little older, you don't really like watching as many kid-friendly shows, which I think is sad because all the shows that I love are kid-friendly, but if you're like me and you like anything, I think it's perfect for any age. Yeah, it's interesting. We're kind of in a phase in Hollywood to make toys into movies. I mean, first it's Legos, then we got these Playmobiles and... Transformers were toys, and they were created into movies. So it's interesting that we take these toys and, like, you know what, let's make a good movie. Uh, so, strange question. Is there a toy that you really enjoy that you would like to be made into a movie? So, like, in general, like, any toy? Any toy. Hmm. Wow. A toy. Well, I don't know if this counts as a toy, but I really like lava lamps like that's one of the things I actually collect them and I think that if they found a way to like make that into a movie I don't know it would be really different but I mean as far as toys I don't know because I I usually I don't really have many toys but I really like them but I would say probably lava lamps I guess that'll be one psychedelic movie man going Mm -hmm. to lava lamps that's pretty cool yeah What about any childhood, like, toys that you, like, grew up with? Childhood toys. Well, that's a really good question. I used to enjoy... I used to have this... I don't... I think they already made movies about it, though. But I used to have this stuffed animal bunny. 
And I used to always, you know, just take it everywhere with me. And one time my mom um, accidentally, I think she was vacuuming and she accidentally vacuumed some of it up and then she bought me another one. And I knew that that was a fake one, that, you know, the real one, because I always used to carry that around. And I think if they made a movie about bunnies, I haven't really seen many. I'm sure that there are, but I think that that would be really interesting. Movie about bunnies. The first movie that comes to my mind is Watership Down. Kids, don't look it up. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that'd, be, that'd be an adorable, like, that'd be an adorable movie to make. Because interesting, it's just that we make movies out of these these stu- these stuffed animals or these like toys because, in a way, we already make stories with those characters and I actually see them on the big screen finally like put together and come to life. It's 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 pretty cool to see that happen. Yeah, I completely, I completely agree. I mean, there are so many toys and so many movies, and I think that they're going to make a lot more of them in the future. Certainly. So uh, what is about Shopkins World Vacation that you just, that just really stood out to you? You know, I think it, what really stood out to me was that, I don't know, I just love dessert in general, and half of the characters were dessert. Like, there's this one, Jesse Cake who loves cupcakes, and I really enjoy cupcakes. And then there was another one called Peppermint, and she loves candy and peppermints. And I think that just the fact that I really love candy, like it's my favorite thing, seeing that in a film really made me relate to it more, and that's what stood out the most. But there really, there are so many other characters. If you're not really a candy person, you've got apples, apple blossom, loves fall weather, has all these big dreams, and seems like a great friend. There's a um, bunch of bananas and cookie cookie. Like, there really is something for everyone. Well, I'm a person that has a sweet tooth, so you now made me hungry for cupcakes and, and donuts. So I'm going to go to <laughs> now and get some sweets, because I got sweet tooth now. Uh, what would you say is, how many stars should we give this film? I would give it a five out of five stars, because it was definitely different, and especially since I've seen the plush before, and it's very popular in Toys R Us and Walmart and everything, it it was really something that will make you smile. Well, absolutely lovely. Thank you so much, Samantha, for talking about Shopkins Word Vacation. Thank you for interviewing me. This film is out on DVD now, so please look it up and buy it on DVD. With that said, let's take a break. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by ABC Monsters starring... B W X Y and Z. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. 
You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Sahiba, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Shopkins and food, and next we'll be talking with Michelle about Goodbye, Christopher Robin. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much. So the first time I heard about Goodbye, Christopher Robin, I knew it. the name Christopher Robin sounded a little bit familiar. So tell me what it was about. Yeah, as you can probably, you know, get some Christopher Robin is from Disney, from Winnie the Pooh. And pretty much Goodbye Christopher Robin was a slash biography based on how the author himself, A.A. Milne, came to write such a successful book. That's really interesting. So what did you feel when watching the movies? Like, what emotions did it make you feel? You know, I didn't really have that many high expectations. I had actually um, read up before and read some multiple reviews just to see what I was getting myself into because what's weird about this film, well, I thought it was going to be produced by Disney, but it was not. It was produced by Pinewood Films, which is like a whole other production company. And um, so I was kind of let down because Disney typically makes like incredible movies, especially when it comes to stories that, well, in this case, you know, bought themselves. But I actually, it beat my expectations, definitely. I loved the overall message of the film. And just to see the characters develop and grow liking for each other more and more, it really kept you on your toes. That's great. Yeah, you just brought it up. I was going to ask, um, when you said that characters change or throughout the movie, how did they change? Yeah, so A.A. Milne, he was, he actually went to war. So he suffers from PTSD or suffered from PTSD. And he just had a very difficult time in his everyday life to, you know, act properly and behave the same way as he was before. He didn't really understand the war. And afterwards, he was pretty much saying, I fought the war to end all wars. But obviously that didn't happen because it was based in 1926 so he decided to make a book based on the war and you know why we shouldn't have it you know all of that jazz and you know he just went through a lot of emotional hardships and he realized once he started growing more with his son that unfortunately didn't really have his parents there growing up in this case Christopher Robin he realized that imagination the imagination that his son had is so incredible that he could actually make a book off of it Oh, wow, that's really interesting. So, who is your favorite character among A.A. Mills and his son and um, his, his wife? I actually really liked, uh, I believe her name was Nu. She was the nanny. And she grew up with Christopher Robin, or in this case, like his nickname at home was Billy Moon. And they were the best of friends. Like I said, the parents really uh, weren't really there for him when he was younger. So to see that relationship, even though they weren't related at all, and to see so much love and compassion between each other as if they're actually family members, it meant a lot to me. And I, I loved how honest she was. And you can tell that A.A. Milne wasn't really a harsh kind of guy once everything started going up and 
what seemed to be flames and everybody obsessed with Winnie the Pooh and wanting to meet Christopher Robin and all of this. And they wanted to exploit this little kid. But the nanny was the only one that said this isn't right because this isn't what a kid is supposed to go through. He's supposed to go to the woods. He's supposed to have an imagination. He's supposed to enjoy time with his family and by himself and not be crowded by paparazzi and whatnot. So... You said that his son went through a lot, obviously, in this film. So how did the son change from when he was younger to when his father decided to use his son's imagination as an idea for Winnie the Pooh? Well, he always was a very compassionate little kid, and he tried to see the good in everybody. He never really had a a bad uh, mindset or heart towards his parents. If anything, it was the total opposite. I feel like he actually grew up pretty well, and I think it was because of the nanny. And pretty much he he grew a liking towards his father the more that they spent more time together. And he said, oh, you should create a book for me. And that's when Winnie the Pooh began. And it's really cool because you actually get to see the real, the real stuffed animals. Oh, wow. Yeah, so you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids First. Today we're talking about Transformers, Shopkins, Goodbye Christopher Robin, Little Wolf's Book of Badness, and ABC Monsters starring VWXYNZ. And right now I'm talking to Michelle about Goodbye Christopher Robin. So also I know there was a great cast, Margaret Robbie and Domhnall. Domhnall Gleeson. So how overall did you think the acting was? I was actually really shocked when I first saw Margot Robbie appear on the screen. I had no idea that she was going to be playing A.A. Mild's wife, Daphne. So that was a pleasant surprise as I am a humongous fan of Margot Robbie. And it's so funny because in this film, I actually did not like her at all. (laughs) Um, Very different from, you know, my usual... Um, I'm like I love her in so many other films like Suicide Squad uh, so plenty of others she does such a great job in and she did a great job in this one but her character is just so she doesn't mean to be rude but she has she's much more cold hearted than A.A. Milne is which was played by Domino Gleason another one that I adore he was my favorite in About Time and a great actor overall they really showcase their talents in this film and they really let, let let me see them in a different light because I'm so used to seeing them in different kinds of films and to see them in such a dramatic and serious, you know, film, I was pretty shocked and they did a really great job. Yeah, I love to see when different actors or actresses come in movies with such different roles you can really see how um, good of an actor they are and just seeing them in different roles often really surprises me because sometimes I can't even recognize them but yeah that's so that's really great so you were saying earlier how you love the nanny and this sort of builds on that question but could you relate to a part of the movie like one of the characters oh definitely I feel like Christopher Robin, not that I sort of relate to him, but I almost kind of envy him in a way for having such a grand imagination. I feel like I was pretty restricted when I was younger and I wasn't able to, you know, venture out into the woods in this case and or hang out with my parents as much as I wanted to and create this whole world of, you know, imaginary friends or or even my stuffed animals, I never, I was never really that kind of kid. And looking at him and seeing how happy he was without a care in the world, pretending that these creatures are there and real, 
it set, it gives him like a genuine happiness. And I feel like I sort of missed out on my childhood. I wish I were kind of more like him. Um, definitely Christopher Robin. He's so cute, so adorable. He was played by... Well, the older version was played by Alex Lothar, which was a really great job as well. But the younger version was Will Tilston, and he was age eight in the film, and he looked very, very small. But no, he was—he did such a good job, and I loved his character, and I loved seeing him grow and into the person that he would eventually be, this mature young man, you know, making his own decisions. Yeah, that's really great. So I know that um, the movie takes place in the early 1900s. Is that about right? Yeah, around the 1920s. Yeah, so um, how are the sets and costumes? Because I know that must be very different, obviously, from nowadays. Oh, beautiful. Yes, I I personally love the 1920s. It's my favorite, just everything about it. The costumes, what they used to wear, the music, everything is spectacular. And and even though it came afterwards wasn't so spectacular, um, what would happen in, you know, the golden age is just so amazing and they really captured that in this film margot robbie looked incredible with you know the classic wavy 20s bob and um beautiful beaded dresses the cinematography and the set design were also incredible the set design it doesn't really show off that much but what they do show which is the house and the little nice ballroom that they go to you can definitely see the lifestyle and how it really was like to be in the 1920s and just how calm everything was when they were home and everything was just very cozy. That's nice. Yeah, I like it when uh, they make sets that uh, really relate to the time period and show off the beauty of those time periods. So what was the the message of the film and what did you take away from it? So I pretty much took away from it because there is a certain part of the film where Christopher Robin gets angry because he asked his dad for a book for himself not for the whole world and he started getting jealous because Winnie the Pooh is his Winnie the Pooh not everybody else's so I kind of took away that he eventually grew up and got humble and saw the true actions behind his father's you know like he he saw the the genuity that his father had. He didn't mean to ruin his childhood. He didn't mean for the rest of the world to get this crazy. But it's pretty much because after the war, there was a lot of depression. You know, life wasn't the same again for a lot of people. So Winnie the Pooh kind of brought this happiness to everyone. And that's why it made such an uproar. And he saw that when he grew older. He's like, you know what? You didn't make this for me, but you made it for the whole world. And that's what matters. He impacted the world. He he created happiness where there wasn't any. And I think that's really important. Yeah, of course. That's really great, especially during uh, difficult times when people are able to make beautiful things. So overall, what would you say the age range and star rating is? I would give it a 4.5 out of 5 stars. And I would recommend it for kids of 8 and up. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. No, thank you so much. My pleasure. Let's take a break. I'm Sahiba, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by ABC Monsters, starring BWXYNZ. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. 
to become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year, or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hello and welcome back to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and we're going to end the show talking to the wonderful Saiba on Little Wolf's Book of Badness and ABC Monsters starring VWXYNZ. First of all, before we started, this is Saiba's first time hosting, and she's done an amazing job. So thank you, Saiba, for being on the show, and fantastic job so far. Thank you so much. So we're going to start with talking about Little Wolf's Book of Badness. So tell us about this short film, I believe, based on a book. Yeah, so I was really surprised when I watched it at first because it's a very different story. It follows Little Wolf, who is played by Alexander Pona, and is just not bad enough for his family. So when I first watched this, I was a little confused because if he's not bad enough, then, you know... How is he going to turn good? So his family actually sends him on a journey to Cunning College to learn the nine rules of badness from his uncle Big Bad. So it was a lot of fun watching this uh, short movie. And I had a lot of fun um, trying to predict what was happening and always being wrong. But it was a lot of fun. Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being wrong i mean it's, if you're wrong it makes it even more interesting just like oh that didn't happen fantastic i hate when i watch a movie and i, I hate being right in movies be like this is how it's gonna end it did done it <laughs> That's so it true. didn't get me yeah so what did you enjoy most about this film so i enjoyed i really liked the animation because it was it appeared as if it had been drawn which like on paper and then made into animation my favorite part was the animation because it was very different. It was dark but appealing. Throughout the movie, Little Wolf is often very sad because he doesn't want to be bad. He is more of a good wolf and wants to remain good. And when he's sent off by his family to Cunning College, he has to go on a very long journey through the woods. And it's often raining, which reflects his personality as being sad and not willing to learn the nine rules of badness. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like it's uh, looking it up. It looks like it's a really adorable animation. So on 
learning the nine rules of badness. What do you feel like this is trying to teach kids? Well, I think that it's trying to teach kids that good will always outshine darkness. Because even though his parents send him to learn to be bad, he meets these Boy Scouts on the way. And when Little Wolf tells him what he's been learning, the Boy Scouts are very shocked. And it's about how they still accept him, even though he's a little wolf and he's trying to scare them. But it's very sweet, and Little Wolf sort of outshines the darkness throughout the movie, and he teaches the audience that being bad, if you want to be bad, be good. And that's one of the songs in the film that I also really like, because it's catchy. Oh, is this, so is it a musical? No, actually, it's just one song right at the end, but I think it sums up the whole film because it yeah like I said it once it says if you want to be bad be good so something to think about you want to be bad be good <laughs> all right food for thought that's the philosophical question that Aristotle once poised am I, I am what I am and if you want to be bad be good what would you say is the age recommendation for this film I would recommend it for ages 5 to 15 because I'm 15 and I actually really enjoyed watching it. It was very unexpected and I think even younger kids would like it and still be able to take away the message that good will always outshine darkness even though he's off to learn how to be bad. Well, that sounds like an adorable film and it sounds like something for the kids to enjoy. So uh, how many stars should we give this film? I would give it four out of five stars. Four out of five stars. Sounds like, sounds fair. So thank you so much for talking about Little Wolf's Book of Badness. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley. Little Wolf's Book of Badness is out right now, so please go check it out. Or we can continue the show talking to Saiba about our sponsor for today, ABC Monsters, starring VWXYNZ. Now, we're ending with the ABC Monsters on this Halloween night, so Saiba... Tell us a bit about what this show is and what this DVD entails. Well, each episode actually teaches uh, children about the different letters. So, for example, there's an episode solely about um, the letter V and then about the letter W and then X, Y, and Z. So it was I was actually t- uh, very surprised how interactive and fun they made learning because First, they they actually have a storyline per each episode that pertains to the letter. So as you go along the journey, you meet different people and find different things that start with the letter V. And you also have to solve different puzzles to help the characters along their way to the journey. So it's very interactive and you learn, there are lots of songs, puzzles, and dances. And I'm sure little kids would love this show. Sounds like there's a lot happening. Uh, So just one episode devoted to these letters. So why is it called ABC Monsters, might I add? Well, each monster is a letter. So... Every episode, one of the monsters goes missing, and each monster in itself is so adorable. They come in many different colors and have very distinct hairstyles and even unique teeth, which is interesting. But um, each characteristic adds to their charm, and uh, each letter has their own 
thing that makes them unique. And I think that's a really fun way to introduce the letters because you will remember each of them as individual sort of monsters. So it's a fun and unique idea. It is to be able to learn the alphabet and learn different words through these adorable little monsters. Now, what would you say is your favorite episode out of the DVD collection? Um, well, they're all very similar, to be honest. So I did get a little bored towards the end because the storyline is a little different, but they all have the same sort of theme and they all learn uh, similar. They're all similar puzzles. But I think my favorite was actually the last one, Z, because it was very funny because one of the words I had actually never heard of, it was, it was Zorilla. And I'd never heard what a Zorilla was. So I actually learned something for a show that was intended for younger children. So what I is thought Zorilla? That was, yeah, it's like, it's like an animal that looks like a skunk, but it's called a Zorilla. So I never knew that. <laughs> I, I'm in a, a genuine high school and I've never even heard of what a Zorilla is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What are they teaching kids nowadays? So that's well, it's good. You can learn something new from it. So what would you say is the age recommendation for the show? I would recommend it for ages two to six and to children who are um, around preschool and kindergarten age and those who are definitely just starting to learn the alphabet. Well, perfect. And um, did this DVD come up any like fun little special features or games? Because that's usually why I get DVDs because it's fun to check out the special features. Um, I don't think so, but um, in each episode, they, were, they played games with the audience by sort of asking the audience a question or having different puzzles on screen, and then they would wait a little bit, and so the audience could answer in their head, and then they would show the answer. So that was sort of a way to play the game, and at the end of every episode, it was really funny. All the characters would burst out dancing, and they would teach you a different dance move to learn the letter. So that was interesting, but it's fun. Well, it sounds like it's an adorable show, teaching kids the wonderful alphabet and teaching kids about Zorillas. So <laughs> great to learn something new. Well, thank you so much, Saliba, for talking about ABC Monsters starring VW, X, Y, and Z. Thank you. That will do it for this show. We're going to end with these monsters. And wait, do you hear them? Listen to them. Children of the night. What music they make. Go make sure to have a wonderful Halloween. Um, as always, this show is on Kids First Coming Attractions. Please go check out our website, www.kidsfirst.org. And take us our latest creepy and ooky uh, DVD and movie reviews. We always have them on our YouTube page as well. So make sure to check out our YouTube page. And also go on our, our website to read our wonderful blogs where we talk about movies. With that said, thank you so much for listening and have a happy and safe Halloween. Don't get on that sugar coma. Thank you so much for listening and happy Halloween, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week.